All right, let's go. <clears throat> All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Talk podcast. I know, I know, where you send me hateful DMs. It's been a while. Dylan lives a busy life. He coaches like six different sports. He basically is the Sigourney High School athletic department. Um, and uh, my life sucks. So anyway, I'm your coach. Joseph Parker with co-host Dylan Moss. Dylan, how are we doing this fine Wednesday evening? Indeed, I'm doing great. I'm sore. Um, I'm going to bring this back. So I don't know if, Joey, you remember that alumni game where my ankle got messed up? Yep, shout out Coleman Manuel, the pride of Yeah, that shit still hurts. It hurts today. I got, I got, I fell on it one time and I got up and I was like, dude, this should not hurt still. I am so falling apart. You might want to see a medical professional, seek, seek professional help. Uh, doctors are suggested. They're not required. Oh boy. On an unrelated note, were you tuned into a certain event on Fox News last night? Because I'm sure a bunch of people there would have shared that similar view about doctors. No, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was not. I can't watch Fox anymore, dude. They just make me angry. Yeah, well, they're full. Never mind. Anyway, non-political podcast. That's that's what we are. Well, yeah. Any, any big life updates since since we last recorded that the people want to know? You know, our our Ben Turnleys, our Salvador Salada Herreras, our uh, our uh, Michael Andersons, our our Aaron Dilgers, who who say they watch the. Listen, well, we know everyone listens, and then Aaron listens like a month later. But any life updates for the for the people? <sighs> nah, just new season, new new coach, you know. Well, I've gone from soccer coach to wrestling coach now, so now I'm about to get a lot more angry. I might develop a, a, a chew habit. I don't know. I might start chain-smoking cigarettes in the, in the parking lot. You know, you, someone, you'll actually like this. So we have a – New rule in Iowa, you can't ban emotional support animals, and there's a coach in the area that will be bringing his emotional support dog, Matt Side. So a dog Ooh. is going to be at wrestling tournaments, and he says he needs it in order to stay calm. And I looked at my AD, and I said, wrestling events are not calm events. I've never once been calm at one. If you're calm, you're doing something wrong. Hey, Dylan, we don't, we don't bash mental health on this podcast. Come on, man. I'm not. I'm just saying it's not a calm event. Like – yeah, okay. everyone there needs to calm down well, a little bit. You see the calm. line here? You see the line here? You're skirting up to it. You're skirting up to it. Well, I, oh, on that note as well, I uh, do not cancel us, please. I did I did call Mo Farah a, a criminal because he illegally immigrated to a country. Technically speaking, it was illegal. But I do think refugees should go wherever they want, whether they do it with the law knowing and not knowing. So we're not an anti-refugee podcast, all right? That's not our stance. Good. Glad we cleared that up. Our mini list. Literally, someone messaged me about it. Oh God, <laughs> was it one of our longtime listeners? Ah, uh, yeah, you know him. You know it was Henry. Oh, oh. Henry listens. Yeah, yeah. So we guys are adding him to our mentions. Yeah, big list now. Longtime listener Henry. Forgot his last name, but you know we're there. Classen, Classen. There we go. Yeah, yeah. A man who's even more sad about life than me and Landon. True, a true man of the people. Yeah, Henry did have a kind of cynical look at the world. Yeah. Anyway, Henry Klassen, hope life is well. 
don't know where you are or what you're doing. Anyway, our top five bench moments of the week. Hopefully still working on that um, sponsorship from Roman, Roman Swipes. So anyway, here we go. Dylan, I, I think you went first last week. I'll go last week. Last episode, I'll go first this episode. And my my uh, my first bench moment of the week is uh, people who doubted Justin Fields, who plays for the Chicago Football Bears. Just a short note, I'm sure you've all seen on Twitter. The man is going nuts. He might be the best rusher in the NFL. The passing game is coming on. And the Bears are still losing close games because we traded away our defense, which means we're going to have a high draft pick. Hopefully we get a real high draft pick. We can trade down. These teams are going to want one of those two quarterbacks, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Justin Fields, future NFL MVP, called it here. Chicago football Bears, future's bright, lots of cap room next year. Going to have a high draft pick that hopefully we can trade down, accumulate some assets, find a receiver that isn't Chase Claypool. Although I guess we'll have him next year. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where we can go. Life is looking a little better for our Chicago football Bears, you know. They're losing games but they're losing them in an entertaining and fun and productive way. So not a fan of Chase Claypool trade. Is that what I'm getting? I don't know. We had to do something. Like, we don't have any receivers. The receiving class I'm hearing for free agency 2023, not that good. So, like, I guess you trade for a talent. You hope, you know, you got to give Field something to throw at that isn't, you know, the, the people from the morgue. So, you know, we'll see where we go. I quote many a Saint Brown, dude. He's bad. The whole receiving core is bad besides Darnell Mooney. Was bad. Now we got Clay. But yeah. All right. Uh my number one is so this is this is a blast from the past. So the Friday before Halloween, our school had a a costume day. You're supposed to wear like a costume, dress up for Halloween, you know, something a little fun for the kids, you know. And I and I like for to the kids. And I like to dress up. At these days, and I went as Forrest Gump. I got my red hat on. I got my button-up shirt. I'm wearing khakis, white running shoes, and I'm running. I'm walking around with ping pong paddle. But this should be should be easy, you know. And a student, and like I got so many questions of who are you, and I would go like, "Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get." <laughs> and they would look at me again and be like, "I so who are you?" So I'm giving it to high schoolers. Not knowing the movie Forrest Gump. Yeah, that's a tough one. And while Forrest Gump should not have won Best Picture years at the Oscars, it is still an all-time great, iconic movie that should be cross-generational. It was cross-generational when we were growing up. And yeah, a little disappointed, but I guess the kids these days would only know it from their TikToks and their Instagram reels. So, Yeah, they don't watch TV. Yeah. They don't they don't watch cable. Forrest Gump, always on cable. I guess these kids don't watch cable. But if you're listening, Dylan was making funny jokes that the younger generation did not understand. Correlation is gonna make a great dad. You guys are almost there. <laughs> okay, yeah. Basically, basically they're the kids. <laughs> ready for it, ready for it. And uh, what do you want to call him? Um Godfather Joey. Oh yeah. And officiant at the wedding, I'm hearing. That's that's yeah, the, yeah. Well, is Aaron here? That. Can we get Aaron on the pod tonight? Well, you could. I can messenger. You want me to get her in here? Yeah, get her in here. Let's go. Well, we'll all right. So keep I'll, going. I'll send her. Yeah, I'll send her yeah, text. Yeah, we'll get her on the record. Anyway, my number two or number four bench moment of the week. These are enough to go order this week. Um, 
Aaron Rodgers of the uh, Green Bay Football Packers just having just this, you know, it's been a, it's been tough. There's not a lot during my week that gets me happy, but watching the Packers and Aaron suck and Aaron Rodgers throw temper tantrums about his shitty team and his bad play and just watching him yell at his coach and just scream at the air. This brings me so much happiness because that man has personally tormented me for the past like 13, 14 years, ever since he took over from Favre. And watching him be in pain brings me lots of happiness. I'll say it. I, I do not. I feel no shame there. You know, they say you shouldn't feel happiness from other people's pain. I'm a good guy. Most of the time that doesn't happen. But watching that psychedelic anti-vax little bitch, uh, Sorry uh, for all you anti-vaxxers out there who are fans of our podcast. Don't mean to offend you. But watching Aaron Rodgers throw temper tantrums brings me happiness. Perks at Rodgers. Honestly, you know, here's the thing. When Aaron Rodgers is having a bad day, that means most of the world is having a good day. Yeah, exactly. It's my stance. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's good stuff. And, uh, yeah, we're living uh my next one is what order do i want to go i might might save that one if aaron does come in here i'm gonna save it for that but so i'm gonna go with christian polisic um no let me hey let me quantify this okay so christian polisic is going through the little phase that i like to call the goon squad moment and this is when you show up and it's like that it's like that one game a year where you're you're just a baller and you're not supposed to be the starter, but you just tear things up, and then you're like, damn, I am pretty good at this. But then the coach, again, just looks at you and goes, no. I don't know what Christian Pulisic has to do to get in of the starting lineup. I don't know what he has to do to – Talking about at Chelsea, right? Yeah, at Chelsea. I don't know what he has to do to prove to Grand Potter that he's an adequate soccer player, which he clearly is, because he can come on for nine minutes and create two key chances and generate the most shots of any player in the entire game for Chelsea. And what does he do the very next week? Sits on the bench. Yeah, I remember that. He also uh, he completed the most dribbles of any player that entire day after coming on as a sub in the last ten minutes of the game. Like you said, it's I don't know what that man's got to do. I hope he gets a transfer away to somewhere where they appreciate him. I mean, Newcastle United paid him for their Saudi money, but I'm sure they could use a winger like Pulisic. So it'd be it would be him. So the front three would be him on the right. You'd have Alan St. Maximin on the left. That's a lot of dribbling. Mm-hmm. And then they can get like an adequate center forward. Who, who well, they have forward? one. Callum they Wilson. bought Alan Wilson. Well, yeah, Callum Wilson. They also bought Alexander Isak, who scored a couple goals and then got hurt. That guy's good. Isak is good. He's just hurt. Right? Yeah. So, so if you get, if you get those three, I mean, Realistically, I don't see a, I don't see a way that Newcastle doesn't make the Champions League forward because even if Pulisic doesn't start every game, they still got a Almiron who's pretty good right now. Yeah. You could just alternate between those two, those two or three between St. Maximum yeah. Pulisic and Almiron. The two that are hot play, the other guy comes off the bench because at some point. Alan St. Yeah. Maximum Pulisic and Almiron will all get well, hurt at one. Plus, point. Newcastle's probably getting in. Newcastle's probably getting into Europe this year, so they'll have a lot of games the next play next year anyway, whether it's Champions League or Europa League or Conference League. 
So you'd need a lot of depth. You need, you know, Maxim's not healthy all the time. Pulse isn't healthy all the time. Isak isn't healthy all the time, but you still have Callum Wilson who got called up by England. You still got Almiron who's playing super well. They'd probably bring in somebody else as well. Future is bright for Newcastle. Shout out coach Laidlaw, our, our beloved fearless leader, who was a longtime Newcastle fan. Tougher to support Newcastle these days because, you know, the Saudi state-funded team. But, hey, you know, we love it for Coach Gaz Gary. Well, what's tougher, cheering for, a, you know, a, a corrupt nation that doesn't necessarily do the greatest things or being in the championship? Because I've been there, and it's rough. That's that's, that's a fair point, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. I think that's one for each man to weigh for himself internally. But I certainly would never want to follow my team. I, I get I get that. I get that. Anyway, my number four, but that was a good one, by the way. You, you spun that around. You brought me around, brought up, brought all our listeners around. And sometimes they say it's the destination and the journey. You know, those are the best ones. We're, and I think we nailed that there. You did. I mean, you did. Yeah, we're not we're not basic anymore, right? There is analysis when it comes to this. Yeah, yeah. We're we're getting better. That's why the Roman, the sponsorship of Roman, Viagra, they're all coming in. Sometimes you just need to feel like you're a rock hard diamond. Anyway, my number four bench moment of the week is Super Bowl hangovers. And this is whether you win the Super Bowl or lose in the Super Bowl, the hangover that often follows the team the next year. So you know who made me think of this this year, Dylan, was the Los Angeles football Rams. Struggling, absolutely struggling. Cooper Cup just went out. I can't remember. I think he's out for in surgery, I think. Um, Matthew Stafford struggling with uh, concussion issues, and they are currently three and six, same number of wins as my Chicago football bears who are intentionally losing games this year. And so then that made me think, what are some other teams of in my lifetime, really in my consciousness. So I started like 2005 and beyond that have made the Super Bowl and then not made the playoffs the following year. Cause that is a true bench moment. You go from top peak contention the sucking like the Chicago football bears and the New York football jets. So we have the, in uh, this kind of in order of the losers and then a couple of the winners as well, because it's a little less common for the winners to miss the playoffs next year, but some of the losers, the 2019 San Francisco 49ers, the 2018 Los Angeles Rams, both missed the playoffs the year after losing the Super Bowl, 2015 Carolina Panthers. You remember Cam Newton going nuts until they got destroyed by the Broncos in the Super Bowl this next year. The 2000 My Chicago Football Bears, 2006, Monsters of the Midway, Devin Hester, future Hall of Famer, should be a Hall of Famer. Missed the playoffs the next year because uh, we had no quarterback playing. It's tough to sustain good defense in the NFL, great defense. And then we get to a couple of our winners. The 2022 LA Football Rams, probably not going to make the playoffs this year. We have our 2015 Broncos. Granted, Peyton Manning retired but still miss the playoffs next year. Our 2012 Baltimore Ravens, you'll remember that Super Bowl where the lights went out. They missed the playoffs the following year, and some say Joe Flacco has never recovered, but the man still has a ring, which is more than Phillip Rivers, so what can you do? Your 2011 New York football Giants, the second time they beat the New England Patriots. Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer in my book because he can't argue with two Super Bowl rings. That's more than Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Phillip Rivers. Also, 2008 Pittsburgh Steelers and 2005 Pittsburgh Steelers, all teams that have missed the playoffs the year after going to the Super Bowl. And I don't know what that percentage is exactly, but it seems like it's around, I would say, 30 percent. 
25%. That's pretty high for teams that are the best team in their conference, then be not one of the top six teams in their conference. That is a bench moment. And I just wanted to put that out there because I found it truly remarkable. And also we're putting in more work to the stats in our podcast. Yeah, and in reality, that that hangover, Super Bowl hangover, is not just a, a football phenomenon. I was filling out my World Cup championship bracket, like how I think the World Cup's going to play out, and I believe it is the last three champions. I can go back to for sure because I know Spain and Germany did it, but I want to say Italy did it um, mm-hmm. after, before Spain. They win it. And then they don't even make it out of the group stage the very next time. And that is now Grand does a four-year cycle, but things don't change that much if you're a champion. It is, I was right. I was actually, I read something today. It is the last three World Cups, the three teams you just mentioned, and four of the last five. In 2006, Brazil, the defending champions, did make the quarterfinals. So they broke, they they bucked that trend. But 2002, France was the defending champions from the 98 World Cup and also did not get out of the group stage. So it's pretty remarkable phenomenon. Which is making it incredibly difficult because I can't picture a world in which France is not one of the top contenders at this World Cup, but history does say that they're not going to make it out of the group stage. I'm having a very hard time. The difference between, I think, France and those other teams is that France has been essentially forced to replace most of the the last generation due to injuries this year. So we're going to see some young guys in that I think are, are really going to help them out. Yeah. The one thing I will say, though, for this trend is two of their key midfield cogs, N'Golo Conte and Paul Pogba, who Pogba is incredible for France. It's well-documented. And then N'Golo Conte is just absolutely essential, both out due to injury. So that could play into this trend coming true again. They also struggled at the 2020 Euros, but I also felt they got a bit unlucky. But, yeah, it, it it's certainly possible. I would not rule it out. Yeah, the only reason I, I the the because I was thinking about Pogba and Conte, but they're going to replace them with Chuamani and Camavinga, who are That's phenomenal. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they those two start with the U.S. No matter what. Oh yeah, they start on almost any country in the world. Yeah. Um. Oh, do I want to use that one? No, I'm not going to. All right, so. Because because I, I was going to bring up the World Cup in Qatar because I think it's a silly idea that we're doing it now. It's here, uh, so I'm sure more World Cup moments will come up. So I just won't I won't talk about it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am going to talk about Big Ten football, and I just don't. I think the Big Ten needs to rethink the way it plays football because I just don't see the Big Ten really ever getting. Or maybe the Big Ten West. I should be more specific. The Big Ten West needs to reimagine the world of football. It's not just run the ball down someone's throat and and then play good defense. That's just not a key to success anymore. Relative, you know, uh, you want to be you want to be seven and three. Sure, do that. Um, but if you want to actually compete and try and win games, I think you just needed to develop a quarterback. Actually. And you can be a run-first offense. Uh, the guy from Alabama that's now at Texas was talking about when they had Jalen Hurts and, and uh, Derrick Henry. They were like, yeah, we were a run-first offense, but they also could sling the ball around. And I think that's what the Big Ten West needs to become because you can't tell me that Wisconsin and Iowa, with adequate quarterback play and receivers, are not playoff contention teams. But yeah. they don't have – uh, you you wonder partially if they 
if it's as much the quarterbacks they're getting or if they just don't know how to coach them to be high-level college players because there's talent coming into those quarterback rooms. And I don't know. I, I, I wonder if it's system a lot. Yeah, it could be that because Graham Mertz was supposed to be very highly touted out of out of college, but I think we made I think Wisconsin made a mistake with the whole Jack Cohen Graham Mertz idea. We should have just kept Jack Cohen. Quick to move on from Jack Cohen, who led you to an eleven and three record that year. Stuff, stuff. I think he made the playoffs actually because I think he I don't know if Notre Dame made the playoffs, but Notre Dame was definitely contention to make the playoffs with Jack Cohen at quarterback. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he had yeah a lot of winning football player. The, the winning stats don't lie. Mm-hmm. Well, and going on with that theme, my number one bench moment of the week is Illinois football. Two weeks ago, we were seven and one, controlled our own destiny, the Big Ten title. Got going to the Big Ten title, winning the Big Ten West, favored by seventeen at home against Michigan State. We blew it. We're favored by six at home against Purdue. The refs killed us that game, and we blew it. And now we are not going to go to a Big Ten championship game. Now, here's the thing. If you would have told me before the season that your team is going to finish 8-4, and four, you won't win the Big Ten championship, but you're going to go 8-4 and four and you're going to beat Iowa, Minnesota, and Wisconsin in back-to-back-to-back weeks, I'd absolutely taken it. But the way that it happened is just the most typical Illinois football thing ever. Just blow a massive opportunity. We only probably got one more year to try and make the Big Ten championship before they realign the divisions. It would have been nice. But since we're Illinois football, we can't have too many nice things. Now, when I look back in 10 years, after Bielma's been fired and we haven't been back to a bowl game since this year, well, I remember it fondly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beating Iowa and Wisconsin and Minnesota, three teams that I hate, and back-to-back-to-back weeks. I mean, there's few greater joys in life. But also, man, what a missed opportunity. You could argue in all three of Illinois' losses this year, they were the better team. They outgained Michigan and Michigan State and Indiana both by 100 yards. Against Michigan State, we lost because our punter punted the ball into our blocker's ass. You know, because Illinois football, Purdue, I'm not a ref blamer. I hate blaming the refs. Indiana, Michigan State, we lost because we turned the ball over. Those refs against Purdue fucking suck. They fucking killed us the whole fucking game. Of their five scoring drives, four of them were extended by penalties. And Brett Bielema teams, Dylan, you know this. Brett Bielema teams are known for playing clean, sound football. So I truly believe that Kevin Warren, Big Ten Commissioner, has been in the fire, has been under fire in the past for other decisions, said, you know what? I don't like Illinois football. I want to see Iowa or Wisconsin get back. Because Kirk Ferentz and I, we go to the sauna together. Anyway, I'm 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 done. It's whatever. It's fine. It's Illinois football. It's what it is. This is all the price I pay for winning the 2016 title. I made a deal with the devil in the rest of my life. Um, you know, this is a historic bench moment. Actually, I think this was probably one of the first ones on our show ever was when that big 10 commissioner banned football in the big 10, but then also let his son go play in the sec. Yeah. I, I do remember that. Uh, 
But yeah, it's rough, Joey. Dude, I really, I really, I really did think Illinois was going to do it this year. And of all the other teams, I would cheer for Illinois. But mm-hmm. now we, hey, but we have Big Ten basketball to look forward to now, and the Big Ten yeah, is looking different. The Big Ten basketball world is wide open, in my opinion. I don't, you know, I don't every, think it's, uh, a lot of people hype up the Big Ten, or Big Big Ten every year, and then they kind of fall short nationally. This year, it's been the opposite. No one's big on the Big Ten. And I feel like this is the year, like, this could be the year they snap the NCAA tournament drought for the, no champions since 2001. No one's talking about the Big Ten, and then someone just gets hot at the right time. That being said, like you said about league play, everyone's talking about Indiana. Indiana can't shoot, and they were in the first four last year. Are we are we sure they're really that good? But we'll, we'll get into a – I think our next podcast we're going to do – more of a deep dive Big Ten basketball because we, we still got World Cup. We still got soccer. A lot of stuff going on. So Lots of variables happening. Soccer and Big Ten basketball are happening. Or college basketball. These are like my two favorite things colliding at one moment. I'm mm-hmm. very excited. Um, all right. I will finish off with my final bench moment of the weekend. I was really hoping uh, my lovely fiance was going to come in because this is it's inspired by her. But getting too drunk at weddings. <laughs> Being too drunk yes and that is when that your is. body has decided that you know it's time for you to take a time out you need to go sit down for a little bit think about your life decisions what have you done to get here which it's not your coach telling you that now now it's yourself and, and you know i like to party joe you know me i like oh, to party oh that's, that's the i consume i consume my beverages at a pretty perfect rate where i used that's, to yeah. nowadays it's kind of slowed down but I'm at a wedding and I go, how soon I'll just be like, you know, it's time to, time to relax. I need a couple of waters. Some people might call it quitting. I call it stamina. You know, you got to build yourself up. So drink a couple of waters and you're good. You go sweat it out a little bit. Then you can have more beer. You can't just be drinking beer. You can't just be drinking mixed drinks. You got to just pace yourself a little bit. And some people can't do that. They're, they sprint out and then they're done. You can't sprint out, all right? Was one of these people your lovely fiance, Aaron Dilger? Yeah, dude. Last, like, well, okay. Last two weddings we've been to together, and she likes to blame my hometown friends, which my hometown friends do tend to get a little rowdy. Shout out to the guys yeah. if they're listening. They're not. If you can't um, handle the train, then don't stand on the tracks, you know? Yeah. And she's uh, a, <laughs> so we've gotten to our place of, uh, sleeping in it's been a hotel, been to a friend's house a couple times, and every time she just she's got a yak. Ooh, like ooh, yeah, that does bring me back another lovely memory of Aaron hanging with lots of Dylan's friends. I was but a wee sophomore <laughs> in college, and you were a senior, and we did a party bus to celebrate our historic NCAA season. I don't actually know if that's why we did it, but for the purposes of storytelling, that's why we did it. And Dylan brought along this lovely lady, the star of the volleyball team, Aaron. Didn't know her, but heard heard good things. Heard good things. And, you know, I was not told enough. So, obviously, the bus ride there, everything is good. Everything is fine. Everyone's having fun. Me, being the wee sophomore that I am and not having a fake ID, I go spend three hours in a pizza place with my good friend, Tony Cervelli. Shout out him. What a guy. Everyone else went to the bars. Tony and I come back to the bus and it was like somebody had dropped a bomb in front of everyone. Drama everywhere. Tears here. Screaming there. 
cheating people here. It was like, oh my God, it was like Armageddon. And in the midst of it all, I see lovely Aaron. I'm probably getting uninvited to the wedding for this, but lovely Aaron. (laughs) She's not on the pod, dude. Yeah, lovely Aaron Dillon. But yeah, she's supposed to be. Um, This is why she wants me officiating or whatever it is. But, you know, lovely Aaron Dilgen sitting out there, just head in a bucket, our bus ride home from Des Moines. Aaron, I love you very much. (laughs) Don't invite me from the wedding in a month when you listen to this podcast. Uh, uh, And I'm already officially putting myself on next episode's bench moment because I shouldn't be smarter than bringing this up. Yeah, next bench moment, sleeping on the couch because you pissed off your fiance. And then your stupid co-host buddy decided to pile. But I sleep alone. My life is boring, so. (laughs) It's the only laughter I've had this whole week. (laughs) Uh, All right. I have one special bench moment for our viewers. I just wanted to let you all know, our lovely co-host here, Dylan Moss, is an assistant high school wrestling coach. Practice, he told me he was pinned three times by a kid in the 103-pound weight class. Okay, that last part's a lie. But he, (laughs) he was pinned three times by a high school wrestler. And I'm not blaming him. I would also get pinned three times by a high school wrestler. But... Being old and washed up is a bench moment. So, Dylan, the thoughts and prayers of this podcast are with you as you take your hot, warm bubble bath tonight. Thanks, Joey. I, I really needed that. I'm just All right. the whole household tonight. This is not smart for my my officianting chances. <laughs> Hostile today. You're dangerous. Yeah, that's, that's what work does to you. All right, we're running out of time here. Did you come yeah. up with a question for me this week? That was your job. Yes, yes. Here was my question, actually. And it relates to what you actually brought up. And I may have thought of it on the fly, but I actually thought about it. I've thought about this for a while with many people, and it applies to what we just talked about. And it relates to bench moments. So I feel that every party bus anyone ever goes to devolves into utter chaos and drama by the end of the night. So my question of the week is, have you ever been on a party bus that ended well for the majority of the people on the party bus? Because I have been on four party, three party, no, four part, three or four party buses in my life. And I have not seen a single one end well. Now, this is very Central College oriented, but Every time at Central College, because, you know, we don't have bars, so we don't know what we're getting into. We You pregame the party bus, a couple drinks here, conservatively. You get on the party bus, you drive an hour to downtown Des Moines, a couple drinks there. Then you go out to the bars for three hours, a couple drinks there. And by the time you get onto the bus, everyone is shit-faced drunk and just can't think straight. And then there's always drama. And I've been a part of it. I have caused some of the drama. I've been part of the drama. And then I haven't watched some of it unfold. Have you ever seen it? I have it. Uh, so my party bus experience has now evolved from what you're talking about, Joe. I've been on a few for bachelor parties. Um, I've been on a few for weddings. Typically, I would say, oof, I can't even say that because I've been on two party buses now for weddings in which 
I got excessively drunk in another party bus. Someone looked at another member of the party and said, why don't you kill yourself? So those are both not good moments. Um, but the last one I was on, it was very fun. It was my, it was at the most recent wedding. We didn't get too drunk, which was amazing. We also ran out of the, the only bad thing that happened is we ran out of beer within 30 minutes and we had to go buy 60 more beers for the bus, which were all <laughs> consumed by the time we got back. So that was a good party bus experience. The worst one I've ever been on was for a bachelor party. And we literally had the same thing. We were at, we were on a bachelor party. We we're in the Dells. We went to downtown Dells and then we went off to this cabin in the boonies. And it was like a 45 minute ride. We got the bus driver to bring us to quick trip so we could get food. It was great. And everyone is way too drunk on this party bus. Like we are all, we closed the bars down at like 4 a.m. This is bad. We've been drinking all day. This is not great. And my friend Carter is sitting there. He's asleep the whole time. We pull into the place. We have not puked on the bus yet, which you got to pay for. You know how it works. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, Carter, wake up. We got to go. And he says, one moment. And he's and he's literally, all he's got to do is stand up and fall. And he's out of the bus. He's in the driveway. No, what does he do? He opens up his legs and just bleh, all over <laughs> the bus. I'm like, Carter. You just had to fall. We were right there. And I think if we did this podcast over the summer, that would have for sure been on here. But that is the most bench moment party bus. But can they be good? Yes. Are they typically good? Yes. They're good. They're fun. But there is always going to be some drama on a party bus. That's unfortunate. Yeah. it's. I really describe it as like when you get back on the bus, it's like people are walking back. Like World War One, it's like you're walking back from your attack in no man's land. Some people are unhurt, but a lot of your people are either dead or wounded, and it's not a good vibe. It's just it's it is shell, shell shock. You're, shell shock. Yes, like that's the, that's the word I'm looking for. You're shell shocked. Everyone is shell shocked and wounded. All right. Well, I don't think we. Well, we probably have time for my question. We can maybe go into this more in depth if we need to uh, on a later date. What are this relates to my Forrest Gump thing? What are one-off movies people need to know? Well, so not series, one-off movies. Obviously, you have Forrest Gump. Um, this one isn't really as iconic, but it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Parasite. You ever seen Parasite? Mm, no. Reading nuts. Pretty nuts movie, something everybody needs to see. Let me let me go to my letterbox real quick. And I will sort by my highest rating. But Parasite was the first one that came to mind. Interstellar, for sure. Um Goodwill Hunting. Great movie. Great movie. Um Damn, Avatar would have worked, except they're releasing a sequel. Shawshank. Shawshank. Um Glorious bat, a lot of Tarantino coming around here. Glorious bastards. Yep, yep. Very good. Dunkirk. Yep, 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 yep. Dude, not a big fan of Dunkirk. I'll be real. Yeah, I've heard that. People. Knives out. Knives out. Um, and they're making a sequel. You can really loop all of these into. Yeah, they are. I'm excited. Into. I guess I should stop looping all the Tarantino stuff. Um, not that the knives out is, but some of the other ones. 
I'm, I've looped a lot of Tarantino and Christopher Nolan because they don't do like series and blockbusters. So we'll, we'll try to steer away. But uh, The Social Network, I would say. Have you ever seen the movie Ex Machina? Pretty nuts movie. So that's kind of where my mind takes me. What do you got? Uh, I, I went more down the comedy route. I think everyone needs to see Step Brothers. Yep. You need to see... You need to see Wedding Crashers. You need to see the movie Hot Rod. That is an underrated one. A lot of my childhood, or not, I shouldn't say childhood, a lot of quotes I use come from the movie Hot Rod. It's a great movie. Probably low quality made, but hilarious. I have not seen it in full. I think I've seen the whole thing, but in parts. If you're in high school, you should watch the movie Project X. It might be a little weird if you watch it when you're like 40 for the first time. If you're in high school, you should watch Project X. It's not what college is, but it's what you want college to be. Yeah. Um, speaking of weird random movies that were funny in high school, the movie animated movie Sausage Party. Yeah, you should see that. You shouldn't watch it when you're 40. You should watch it when you're like 20. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we are. We're coming up right on to it since we no longer have unlimited Zoom time, but I think this was a good podcast. Change the lane a little bit. Aaron, you're still listening. I love you very much, and I'm very sorry. I was just kidding. I've had my fair share of ganders and flanders and banders on the party bus. So hope, 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 hope I still invited to the wedding. Not, I get it. I get it. I'd be sad, but I get it. But you know, yeah. anyway, yeah, that's You're all. A friend of the pod, you know, this is a great episode. Yeah, you were invited on this pod. You didn't respond to Dylan's text or my Instagram DM, but it's cool. You're probably like, you know, making the world a better place, unlike me. So respect, respect. But yeah, uh, yeah, Dylan, anything for the good of the cause? No, share this podcast with a friend. One friend, that's your job. Share it with one friend, and then. Also, shout out to our boy Sal. He just got interviewed by a magazine uh, for his for his clothing business, bro. We don't give him a shout out though because we're not sponsored yet. Yeah, but Sal, we're happy you're alive and well and doing well. All right, as always, go Dutch, baby. Until next time, Dill.